Yes, it's me, Mike Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. From a pot of tea to TT motorbikes. From a classic English breakfast to a full serving of classic cards. Bridge House Tea Rooms is the Northwest Premier Classic Car Meeting location for cars, bikes, tractors, and owners clubs. So no matter what your automotive appetite might be, visit Bridge House Farm Tea Rooms on their Facebook page or call John and Alicia on 07980-444-221 for show details and to reserve your own table and parking space. I'd like to introduce to the Backseat Driver Radio Show one of Mexico's foremost co-drivers, drivers, and a guest who has the most spectacular name of anybody I have ever had the pleasure of interviewing. Good morning, Angelica Fuentes Garcia. Good morning, Mark. Thank you very much for having me in your program. (laughs) Now, I've been looking into your background, and... I know it's changed, as you said, but you passed. You, you got your driving license at 12 years old. You drove in your first rally at 13 years old. Uh, you drove in 14-year-old, and you f- finished first in your championship at 15 years old. It's safe to say you've been uh, interested in motorsport from a very early age. How did all this come about? Absolutely. Well, it's in the family, and I was so lucky. Dad was a very famous driver in Mexico. At some point, he was one of the official drivers for the Rambler team in Mexico. And he won rallies, and he won track days, and, you know, famous races that were organized in Mexico. So so the passion started, well, from from my grandfather, that was, well, actually, it's my grandfather, because he, he was one of the founders of the first motor club in Mexico, the Roda, and then he did a couple of hill climbs, but then my dad went into motor racing very young, and that uh, grandf- my grandfather sponsored him, and then the factory looked at my dad, that he was a good driver, and then sponsored my dad and invited him to be part of the team. So, and then until he had a massive accident and was unconscious for a week, and then my grandfather decided, you, you know, you're my only child, and that's it. No <laughs> more racing. He got married with mom, had four children, one of them me, and then one day he turned around to my mom and said, you know, I'm going back motor racing. And that was the start of the story, the second part of the story of my dad motor racing, and then I think, well, because we live and smell petrol every weekend i just took on the passion (laughs) yeah and i mean it's one of the things is and it's now becoming more and more prevalent the more and more women in motorsport but it's like i said you passed your driving license at 12 years old i conclude back then the laws in mexico were a little different on when you were able to take your driving test 
Yeah, absolutely. I remember that needed to sign a release when I got my proper driving license. And in those days, if your parents signed the release, you were okay to have a driving license. So that's what happened. Because before you go about racing, you needed a, like the equivalent to the motorsport, uh, you know, the MSA driving license in this country. I needed a FMAT driving license in Mexico. But yeah. To, to have that, I needed to have my driving license. So, yeah, those were the days, obviously. The, the, the rules in Mexico have changed, but I think I was very lucky to to have given my, received my driving license when I was 12. <laughs> now, you, t- you took part, you, your first drive in a rally was at 14, and you won a championship at 15. I mean, what, what sort of events were these? Were they small events or were they national events? No, they were national events, but these, these were my championship in regular regularity rallies. You know, there are two different kinds of rallies, regularity rallies and then the speed rallies. So my championship was as a driver with regularity rallies, and that was a national championship. And on those days were like 50 cars. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. And as you said, on those days, we were rare to see a woman in motorsport. It wasn't the normal thing. And so, and it was very hard because to become a member of a club, I got denial membership because I was a woman. <laughs> but you know, when I won my championship, people were not like, hang about, she's a champion. She, she should be part of our club. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it, you it, needed to prove that you were good so you, can, you could become a member. Yeah. So, from there, where did it progress? Because, I mean, the one thing you are renowned for is the famous Carrera rally, which, it, but, I mean, before before you will call drive in the Carrera, you, you will, shall we say, have to serve something in a, of an apprenticeship. Where did you go from winning your first championship to getting to the stage you were, you were call driving in one of the world's most famous events? Well, I think it, from from that championship, when I was uh, doing the the championship, the regular championship, at the same time I got invited to do the speed championship with another team as a co-driver. So I was doing the same year. I was doing the championship as a driver in the re- regularity rallies, and I was doing the championship as a co-driver in the speed rallies. A proper rally. Yeah. So, and uh, then I became very experienced as a as a co-driver. Then from there, we bought the rally car between my brother and I. We teamed for three years. We were very successful, and I went into team with another with another team, and we. I became Mexican. I I am at the moment the only Mexican girl that have achieved. A Mexican champion as a co-driver in, in speed rally. <laughs> so in 2000, and it was 2002. I became champion as a co-driver. Yeah. But in between, in 1995, because I was already, you know, I had maybe I don't know, ten, nine years of experience. I said. No, it was 1992 when I got invited to do my first carrera. Right. And yeah, I went, but it was a mad, I must say, that it was a mad driver, an Argentinian guy, and and I ended up leaving him behind because he was crazy. And I thought, you know, I love 
racing, but you have to be cautious about what you are doing. So he was speeding where he didn't need to speed, and he didn't listen to me. So I said, right. And I think it's when you have to be mature enough. I love the sport. I love this. I'm very passionate. But when you you are, you have to be responsible. So I walk out half of, halfway through La Carrera. I said, you know, I'm not I'm not going to carry on with you because you're not <laughs> listening to me. And he got really upset, but I thought, no, that's it. And from there, in 1995, I got invited to team with Jorge Pedrero uh, in Studebaker, in Turismo Production. And I stayed with Jorge nine carreras very successfully. We won the class maybe five years, four years. Yeah. And then my best result with Jorge was second overall. And then in 2006, I got invited to race Carrera with Gabriel, I, and we won overall. And it's the only time that a Turismo production that is not the top wins La Carrera. Yeah. Only that, that year, a Turismo production has won the class. Yeah. And from there, I went to team with Doug Mulkett in uh, Northmobile, a Turismo Major. Very successfully as well, in, and I did how many years? Nine. So in total, I have done 20, 25 carreras <laughs> last year. Now, before we move on to your uh, your other successes, I mean, just talk us through the uh, La Carrera. I mean, it from what I can gather, it runs from the south of Mexico to the north of Mexico and takes you through the whole geographical variations and extremes of Mexico. I mean, how? just talk us through doing a Carrera, because, I mean, it's renowned for being one of the hardest events in the world. I think it is. It is for the teams. It is physically you need to prepare yourself very hard, because you're talking about seven days, flat out, full on, all the time. And it's not just that, it's the whole preparation. Normally these cards, I can tell you at the moment, the Studebaker is being prepared for, for this year's Carrera. So it takes months. Yeah. And even it's already prepared, but we have, we're having an upgrade in the Studebaker, in the chassis. We're having a, a new engine, and the engines are very particular. So it takes months of building and put every, putting everything together, and then you will testing. So... And then when you get to, and for example, in my case, and I have done this for years and years and years, I pre-run La Carrera. So yeah. before I start La Carrera, I have driven with, with Gabriel, nowadays Gabriel Perez is my driver, with him, I drive 4,000 kilometers. Right. If we have new stages, we, we run the new stages like three times, pre-run three times the stages to make sure that the, that the base notes are we're happy with them and if we if not if they are the same stages just we just run through them and not just check because i always say the roads get holes and bumps out of nowhere every year they change it change a little bit so and then we pre-run the race then you get ready for 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 the fourth race that is seven days but then you have qualification that is the day before so la carrera normally starts on a friday yeah. And that's it's in October. And so on on Thursday you have qualifying stage. So they they see it according to the result of qualifying. So it makes it safe here. Yeah. And then we normally start 
is at the, uh, you said it, you're right, it's at the south of Mexico City. Normally it's at seven o'clock in the morning and the whole event is about 3,000, this year it was 3,958 kilometers in total. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, and it's divided in a rally stages. It's just the format of a proper WRC rally stages where you have, you know, you have your, 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 starting time, you have your checking time, your starting time, your control B and your control C. So, and normally we'll have between five and eight stages every day. Yeah. The longest is about, the longest stage is about 34 kilometers. Yeah. And we, as every event, we have two or three stages that are just iconic for La Carrera. Yeah. And so, and it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful way to know Mexico. And, you know, we drive uh, through the most amazing scenery and we go through really nice towns. Everybody, everybody comes out to wave to all. And it's just, you get a really nice feeling of Mexico. So to be involved in La Carrera, to raise La Carrera for me is always very special. And I always say to people, because there, we, we, there's a little ghost that is the spirit of La Carrera. And that's, that's, and people say, what's that, Angelica? And I say, it's hard to explain until you go and live the experience. Because once you live the experience of racing La Carrera, you want to go back. Yeah. And uh, people have, people, Europe, I know uh, European people that have done La Carrera for the first time, they they fell in love with La Carrera, sell everything in Europe, and go and live in Mexico. Yeah. And they go back to La Carrera every year. And it's just, yeah. and, and you know, the camaraderie that exists during La Carrera is just really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful rally. Because I would say it's a rally, it's a Carrera, but, you know, the spirit, it's very challenging. It's very fast. It could be very fast. You need to be to have your your car very prepared for because it's very demanding as well. And you know, we sometimes we unfortunately we have some rain rain sometimes. Yeah. And it's it can be very hot. So all these variables it just make it make the carrera tricky. But it's just the challenge and it's just to get to the finish. It just that 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 mm -hmm. feeling is just amazing. Now, what what age of course take part in La Carrera? Because it is it it, it is an historic event. Yeah, absolutely. So, to win La Carrera, to be able to win La Carrera, it's you cannot. There are only five classes that can win La Carrera, and they have opened La Carrera to an, to historic class. What historic class is what they call and that. You know, so to win La Carrera, you have to, to, to race a car that goes from 1950 until 1954. Yeah. That, that was the last time that, that they run La Carrera back in the 50s. Right. And we, we have five, five classes, Turismo Mayor, Turismo uh, Production, Sport Mayor, Sport Menor, and Original Panam. Yeah. And normally... La Carrera has won, has been won always uh, by a Turismo Mayor. That these are cars that are 
with an engine. They have an engine over 600 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So they are, they are cars that are... So you see a car, you see an old car, but they are highly modified underneath. Yeah. I can tell you in my particular team, you know, and most of the Studebakers, because most of La, La, La Carrera, the 33 editions have been won by Studebakers. Yeah. They are like NASCAR, so underneath we have, you know, racing brakes, engines that are just, you know, 650 horsepower. It's just we have the best technology that exists in the market to go as fast as you can to, to, to try and win La Cabrera. So basically the cars that you compete in <clears throat> look old and historic but are anything but really because underneath the shell is a what you might call a modern racing car absolutely absolutely yeah and for example and, and then that's why people get confused nowadays because they see minis and they see escorts and the Porsches and they these, these are the historic classes but even if they have it's it's a funny rule so as I told you the only ones that can win the carrera are the ones that are carrera class because you, you know it's not the same thing to drive a Porsche that is lighter and with all these technologies smaller that weights 900 kilos or 950 to drive a monster like the Studebaker that weights one ton I don't know 50, no it has to it's a minimum weight of 1500 kilos so yeah. Studebaker is 1600 kilos so it's not the same, you know, to get to, a, you know, these heavy cars. But, it, you know, I just love the Studebaker. It just handles beautiful. And I conclude with your number of victories in the La Carrera. You'll be, you'll be something of a national hero in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I think because I have, I am the only co-driver that has done so many Carreras as a woman. Because there's another co-driver that has done... Sergio, I think he has done 28 carreras, and but I am the only co-driver that has done 25 carreras in the career class. Right. So, yeah, and obviously I have won it. I have been always, you know, fighting for the podium. So I have second, third, second, third, fourth, fifth place. So I'm, I'm always mm. fighting for the win. <laughs> Now, besides La Carrera, you also compete in some of the other of the world's major historic rallies. I mean, just just what are the other events you take part in? I have been very lucky and privileged to to have uh, done now three Monte, Car Monte Carlo historic uh, rallies, and I have done Pikes Peak four times. And Pikes Peak, I won the class yeah. two times. I went and did the Tiger Tasmania as well. We had an accident, but I want to go back and and, and see if, to do it better to finish the event. Yeah. And, and I also do another rally uh, in Mexico called Chihuahua Experience that a lot of the Carrera cars or a lot of the teams that take part in Carrera they go to Chihuahua Express. Normally that's in April. Yeah. And that's another really nice event. It's very fast. And it's, Chihuahua is a beautiful uh, state to go and do the rally. And what else? Um, and I did here in, in the UK, I have done also seven championships. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always, you know, looking um, for an exciting... Something project. else to go and do. Exactly. Now, also, but... I started, sorry to interrupt you, Mark, I started doing the VACC driving tests. Yes. So that I absolutely love, and I was so ready to go next weekend for the first event, but unfortunately it got cancelled. That was going to happen at Brooklands. What do you what do you drive in the VSCC events? Well, I'm very lucky to drive. Uh, a star. It's a low cut special, a yeah. 1928 Peugeot low cut special. Right. So, which which will probably seem relatively underpowered compared to the Studebaker you're used to being sat in. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I love this car. It has a lot of history. And the story of this car was, it was owned by my, my, he, my husband, Kit Mainland, bought the project. And the project lied in the garage for years. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I do the London to Brighton. We have, we have a car that we do the London to Brighton with my husband. So the, the engineer that looks after the London to Brighton said to my husband, you know, you're never going to build that that special can I buy it and if I put it together you can drive it yeah so they did that deal and then I am the lucky one that that I'm driving the car and and I, I must say I was very I was thrilled last year at the driving test at Brooklands in January I won my first trophy my third place over there in the class so <laughs> I was I was thrilled to achieve that and so I mean, what what is the appeal compared? If you look at the La Carrera to driving VSCC events, what what is the is it the fact it's just motorsport, or what is the appeal of driving a vintage car? Well, it it is a completely different um, how do you call modality of motorsport. It's the challenge for me. VSCC VSCC is the challenge of people think, oh, just you just drive around the cones, and I say, well. First of all, you need to look at the map and transfer the map to the cone that you're seeing on the track, and then go and drive the track. The, you know the the, the 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 map faster as you can with no errors and without uh, hitting any cone. Yeah. Um, so so it has precision, it has memory, and it has speed. And to be con- because you know once you get once you start, you can't see the map. You just have to drive through the through the how you go through, through the through. Yeah, well, through, to remember what where you need to break and what which part of the you know on which side of the cone you need to be and things like that. Yeah. So it, it's just that challenging of remembering because it's not that easy sometimes. And you know, for example, I love the challenge of with the special when you break. And if it's wet, it just goes sideways. And I don't have <laughs> brakes at the front. It's just at the back. Yeah. So, so, and it's a crash gearbox as well. Yeah. Gearbox. So it, it, it's completely different. And it just, it's just the challenge to to know how to, to drive this car because it's different. And where to break because it's different. You know, the Studebaker, you break, it's, you stop here. Yeah. With, with a little special, you break and you just skid and <laughs> <laughs> so <that's the> break. 
that's that's the stop. But you know, it's great fun. I just and people at the VSCC are just lovely, lovely, nice people that are so passionate about motorsport as well. And you see so many nice and unique cars. Yeah. Now, one car you are known for, especially anybody who goes on YouTube, is your Mini Sprint. Uh, for those who don't know, what exactly is a Mini Sprint? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. Because a Mini Sprint is an, a classic Mini, but it's smaller. It's between five and six inches smaller. <laughs> but it, So it has two and a half or three inches from the top and three inches around the body uh, shorter. And these cars, our Mini was, these cars were designed in the 1960 by Neville Trickett. Yeah. So our car is one of the Neville Trickett's new, how it go? Yeah, it it, it was done by Neville Trickett. So keeps my husband bought the shell, took it to France, and it was uh, caught by Neville Trick- Trickett. We brought it back to to London, and then it was built here, and, and we are just happy with with, with Maurice, is his name. <laughs> he has a name, and, and it's, it's nice to take it out, and people get so, so intrigued. Some people spot that, yeah, it's different. Others said, oh, yeah, I have a mini like this, and I think it went up. So until you part our mini to another mini classic is what people realize that because it doesn't look like a, I need to make clear it doesn't look like a hot rod because people say oh it's that hot, a hot rod no it's because you can't really see the difference when you see it see the mini it looks the mini sprint it look, looks like a classic mini yeah so yeah. is it a car that you are able under normal circumstances is it a car you are able to use a lot Yes, absolutely. It's just a car that, you know, you drive around London, but uh, because it's so precious for us, we just took him to special events and it has, we took it to, you know, to the mini meetings. We like to take him. Yeah. So we, we have gone, we went to Ireland to a big mini meeting years ago. And we have been in France and then obviously the, the events that are around London. So... Now, one question that has to be asked is how come one of Mexico's most famous co-drivers and drivers lives in England? Well, that's that's the best thing that that Carrera gave me. Gave me a husband. (laughs) (laughs) In in 2000, it was the first time that Richard Clark and Luisa went the English team, I call I just to call them the English te- team went to do La Carrera. So, and they were looking for some, when they arrived to, to, to make, to Tuxla Gutierrez, on the, uh, that year it started from Tuxla. Yeah. So when they arrived in Tuxla, they were looking for somebody that could explain them the rule book. Because the first rule that you have to learn when you go motor racing, avoid penalties. Yeah. Because so many riders have been lost because you people, co-drivers, have a mistake and they you get a penalty and your ride, whole rally is gone. Yeah. So they were looking for somebody that could explain the route book and obviously, well, and this person that, what? Franco Solati, said, you know, I think the best person to talk to is Angelica. 
Angelica. So we were going to have a meeting and explain them the rule book, and it's when I met Keith. But we didn't start going out until three years later. Because there is the story that uh, you wouldn't dance with him because of his shoes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, and obviously we got married, we went through the wardrobe, and we couldn't find the shoes. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny story. But I didn't tell my husband until we got married. He didn't know the story until we got married. I <laughs> <laughs> have the shoes. So if anybody wants to hear the story, they can log on on, on the video and hear the, the story. <laughs> so with with all your motor racing and the fact that you co-drive for other drivers, do, do you get to see much of your husband, or is he used to the fact that his wife is uh, probably in another part of the world uh, taking part and probably winning one of the uh, world's most famous, some of the world's most famous events? Yeah, I... I'm very lucky. Well, he came 10 years to La Carrera, and nowadays he doesn't doesn't go to La Carrera, but he's so supportive for me to go and do all these rallies. And, you know, nowadays when I go to Mexico, La Carrera for me means that I, I will be away for a month. Yeah. By the time I prepare myself, I do my Reiki and La Carrera, it just takes about 20 days. Yeah. So, no, he, uh, I think I am very privileged to have married kids and he's so so supportive he, he when i i have to say this when i came we married and i came back with to lot to live well i came to london to live he said you know the only time i have seen you so happy is when you are in a runny car yeah maybe the day of our wedding but you know you really your smile when you're in a runny car you just live and enjoy what you do so we need to find you a seat in the uk yeah and we need to carry on with this because it's your passion so i feel so lucky that you know and he has been very supportive and he's happy for me i believe the invitation comes along to go and do oh that's the other thing that i have been very lucky to to do as well i did the moderna centoro and hopefully i will go back this year to do Moderna, Moderna Centoro in Italy. Yeah. So he's, he's very supportive, and you're right. I disappeared for a month or maybe a, another 10 days. <laughs> it all depends how, how busy the, the the year is in your motorsport for me, and, and it's just amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, when you go back to Mexico, you will be going home, really, won't you, on La Carrera? Besides an event you enjoy doing, you, you will be going back home. Uh is your is, is your husband able to accompany you, or d does he just send you on your way now? Well, no, he sent me in on my way. You know, nowadays he doesn't come, and he's happy for me to go. And obviously, I go and stay with my mum and dad. And yeah, it's part of the ritual. I see a lot of my family, a lot of my friends, and and then I I do la carrera, and then you know he stays at home, and then I come back. Yeah. Now, the one thing I notice is, a lot, as I said, a lot of people won't really know La Carrera. Um, if somebody wants to follow it, I mean, it will get exposure in Mexico. How? What's probably the best way to, for anybody to actually watch La Carrera? I, conc I conclude it'll be on YouTube and things like that, but how do people see you in action? Yeah, well, actually, nowadays, well, they can follow me on, on, my, on my Facebook it's Angelica Fuentes Garcia 
or we have a page on Facebook as well, Museo del Automobile Racing Team, or there's the official website for La Carrera Panamericana, www.lacarrerapanamericana.com.mx. And this year was amazing because of the, the pandemic, they went live and every day they had about seven hours live. So people were able, wherever they were in the world, to follow La Carrera live and they could see some interviews at the beginning, they could see some stages, they could see the end of the day. So it was just really nice because people could follow La Carrera very closely this year. Yeah. And um, with with all that you do, what events have you not done that you would like to do? Oh, I have a good question. I have a lot of events, but one that I just have been following and just finished la- last week, or yeah, more, something like that, is the Paris Dakar. All right. That is, that will be one of my events that I, I thought, you know, that would be a really nice next challenge to try and do. <laughs> yeah, I know, it sounds crazy, but, you know, I, I will work on the idea and see if it's possible, because that will be... I would love to go back to Pikes Peak as well, because you... But, unfortunately, it's either... I do it as a driver, because co-drivers nowadays are banned, so you can't co-drive anymore, so yeah. it's it can be another challenge to do a little bit of driving up to Pikes Peak. That would be nice. And I mean, when you talk like the Carrera, the Paris Dakar, anything like that, what is the appeal of the big endurance events? Because I mean, you can do smaller events that last a day or two days or a weekend or whatever. The the one passion that comes through is your passion for the long distance endurance. What what is it about these events that you like? I think it's just the adrenaline, you know, it's just this, this adrenaline that you go into every day. And it's just like, you know, that it's just like one day and the next day. And the adrenaline is just, it's just there. And it's just the challenge of the event because they are not easy events. It's just, I, I, you know, and it's just to be there and be part of it. And that can go for... You can enjoy some your passion for seven days. I think it's just really nice. You still say, "Oh, I do this running today, and then wait another three weeks and do another rally." I love to do events that they are one day. I'm happy to do rallies like that. But you know, the long rallies, I think it's just this that you run the adrenaline for seven days, and you are doing what you love in life the most, or one of the things you love in life. Life you know the most because the other thing is it's like <clears throat> the Carrera and I myself have done the the tour autos it's like you said you, you're 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 up at five o'clock in the morning uh you've all sorts of things to do you may get to bed at seven o'clock at night if you if you're lucky or you'll finish at seven o'clock at night um you'll have to have something to eat um I mean they are exceedingly tiring. They are incredibly long days and exceedingly tiring. How do you prepare for all this? Yes, and you're absolutely right. I don't. I never go to bed at seven o'clock. I think at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, we're sitting down to have our first, well, not first meal, but a proper meal. Uh, I prepare physically. I have a very special diet nowadays, all year round. And for example, now 
in lockdown that I'm not able to go to the gym. I have my workout every day, either here in the kitchen floor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the weather is, and if the weather is nice, like today, this morning, I was doing my exercise here. We have our patio, so I just put my music and I just start doing my workout. Yeah. And just to keep fit and to keep um, as strong as I can. So it's it's proof positive that uh, be that even at the highest levels of motorsport, behind the scenes, it isn't as glamorous as you might think it is at times. Absolutely, it's, it's just uh, the other day I was talking to somebody because people think, oh, you just stand up and smile and say, I wish. <laughs> but, you know, it's all this preparation and all this. You know, you need to prepare yourself physically, mentally. And also, you need to to start working. For example, I'm very close to to Luis, our the guy that is in charge of the design of the car, and you know he start working on. So it's all these parts that, and Gabriel obviously is in charge of the Studebaker. But it's all this work that you put through the year to get to La Carrera. Yeah. Or to get to the event, but and also a lot of sacrifice. It's it's not a sacrifice, but you know it's it's just a lot of time invested in this event. Yeah, that obviously you love and you don't think oh it's a sacrifice, but it's just a lot of work and discipline. Discipline is so important. Now, if somebody wants to get involved in La Carrera or any of this type of uh, big event what what would you say is the best advice you can give them from to, to how to go about getting into this line this form of motorsport well i will invite them first to to learn about the event to approach people that know the event for example i'm, I'm very grateful that or that some you know people make contact and they are very keen for me and i always say to people don't be afraid to ask the more you ask, the more you learn. It's the less opportunity. Well, you will less opportunity to have a mistake. And there are so many nice people to be so keen to help you to take you through La Carrera, to speak about La Carrera, and approach that people. You know, follow some videos, follow some some people that have done the event, get in contact with the organizers, uh, and learn from the event. And, and, you know, people, most of the people that do La Carrera are really friendly and I will be very keen to talk to anybody to help you to learn the system that is not complicated. Uh, you know, the time card, the road book. People are very, very happy to help people to, to, to welcome all the incomers. You know, everybody welcomes new people to La Carrera. So that would be my advice. Never be afraid to ask. Approach people that have known the career, approach their organizers, and always ask, ask, ask. Any question you have, don't be afraid to ask. And are there any organizations you would suggest that they join or anything like that? I mean, there's clubs and various other things. Is there anything? I mean, you, you love the VSCC, as do a lot of people in England. It's a serious-sized club. But are there any clubs you would suggest they join? Well, uh, there is a, uh, well, on Facebook as well, La, Car La, La, La Carrera Panamericana has the page. But there are some clubs uh, in Mexico that um, some of the members, they, they run also uh, uh, 
services for La Carrera. So you can approach. They are not, not a club that are just particular in charge of La Carrera. There are teams that you can approach, that they, they take two or three cars, and they, so some teams are based in Mexico, some teams are based in America, and all of them, they, are, they would be very keen to, to, to help you and to, to give you information about the race. Angelica Fuentes Garcia, it's been an absolute delight chatting to you. Thanks very much for taking the time to join me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show and as I said, you have, by far you are the most spectacular name I have ever had the pleasure of interviewing. Angelica, thank you very much indeed for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thank you, Mark. It has been a privilege to be on your program in your program and well, wish you good luck and to everybody and whoever wants to talk about, about La Carrera they can contact me as well if they wish and everybody stay safe thank you very much indeed and helicopter the backseat driver podcast is brought to you in association with tim nash and the lombard rally festival the uk's premier classic rally demonstrations from the awesome group v cars to cars from the golden era of rallying Go to the Lombard Rally Bath social media for dates and venues. Rarely beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. 